Bruntouchables, next time you're crying during a movie, uh, snap a picture, tweet it at the Brunch account, and you might just get a retweet. <laughs> Brunch, hit it, boys! Happy New Year, Pete. Happy New Year, Deej. Happy New Year's resolution season season, Pete. Oh, yes. Uh, I've got mine. Do you have yours? Uh, I don't necessarily have mine. I more have takes about people <laughs> who have takes about New Year's resolutions, and I certainly have a take about your New Year's resolution. Without further ado, let's do an entire podcast and then get to your New Year's resolution at the end. Oh, yeah? We're no, gonna, I'm just kidding. Okay. What is it? My, uh, it's, not, it's not necessarily a New, a New Year's resolution. It's I posed it that way. absurd it's, goal. It is an absurd goal, and I, I recognize that it is absurd and lofty and... Probably, I'm still going to drag you for it, so don't don't probably don't unattainable. To it anymore. Okay, uh, my goal for the new year for 2019 is to watch 365 movies that I have never seen before. What an idiot! Why? First of all, we're probably all going to be dead within a week. No way you're going to be able to. Pack we said in. that two years ago. It is absurd that we're not all dead yet. <laughs> but uh, even if you are to live through the whole year, you would fall behind that so quickly. Like, you would maybe do a movie a day uh, for two days, and then you get a little ambitious, then you watch two movies, and you'd be like, man, I'm ahead of schedule, then you take a little break, next thing you know, three weeks in, you've seen, like, eight movies, and you are way behind, and you could just never make it up. You would have to spend days upon days of not sleeping and watching (laughs) movies, and you can't really binge movies, that's the thing. No, you can't. It's so much easier to binge television. You can watch eight hours of TV like that, but four movies back-to-back... That is, I'm a, the way that I look at it is like, I've see three, I usually see like two to three, what? A hairy. (laughs) Three PO. You're the worst. You said C3. Oh my God. I usually see three. Shouts uh, out Hermione. Yes. Uh, Two to three new movies per week. So that's two knocked off the board. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that if I just like watch a couple Netflix movies, uh, I can do it. Here's uh, what you're not counting on. Uh, Shit happens. Like, I'm going to fall behind. February and March. Yeah, that's when, like if bad movies. If you want to see a movie, you have to go see Focus, which is what I, mean, what I have to oppo- do. We're not opposed to bad movies. That, that's true. I guess, like, see, I guess like being on the whole Oscar train for the first time and then having my momentum take me into seeing Focus was like, very good training slow for the down. podcast. Yeah. Like when I go back and look at our movie pass, like history yeah. and our, our uh, AMC history and stuff like that, we've seen a lot of shitty movies. Yeah. So it, so I know that it's probably a pretty lofty goal, uh, but I'm going to try it. One, for the sake of just seeing a bunch of movies that I've never seen before and seeing... Uh, Would you use you it know, to knock off classics? Yes. You get, get, all, get yeah. that AMC top... 365 yes and yeah those yeah um yeah I, I think that there's a lot of movies that i that i uh, people are appalled that i've never seen before is a really good but op- why would you want i have the same thing why would you want to change that about yourself well because i think that i should see them at but some it, point. It, it, it especially if we're going no you you putting in no effort ruins an idiot's day that's so. It's not. It's not like good, reasonable, <laughs> smart people are upset that you haven't seen the. Have you seen the Godfather? No. Yeah, haven't seen the Godfather. It's not like good, reasonable, smart people are upset that we haven't seen the Godfather. It's idiots who think about the Godfather all the time. Right, but like, I, I'm not going to be one of those idiots. 
I just I think that it's it's a nice thing to have. If you have see the Godfather for, like, and then the, get my on me for not seeing the Godfather, oh, I would never do that. I'll, I'll, I would never do that. But I think that it's a good thing to have for like like the culture, especially if we're going to see <laughs> for the culture for the culture. If we're going to see movies all the time, yeah, it's it's not like a bad reference point. It's good to, to have. good to have a frame around. Good to who have actually seen good movies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Instead of like, I mean, we we'll talk about uh, Bird Box. Uh, you guys have a few minutes to subscribe to Patreon because yes, that one's for a, the Patreon exactly. subscribers only. And as I was watching it, my frame of reference was Blumhouse's Truth or Dare. So really? like that's what, it wasn't even that's like what our level of that's the kind of movies that, <laughs> yeah. that we're introducing it's, to our brains. It's literally movies that have come out in the past twenty four months about people killing themselves. Yes. What? A, well, oh, that's true. I I was wondering why you were why you were thinking of. It's of, exactly the, like if you don't do the uh, if you don't do the dare. Then you die. You're then like your your face gets crazy, and then you kill yourself. <laughs> That's a good point. So uh, everybody's making the easy comparison, which is uh, a quiet place. But yeah. you've you might be onto something there. So uh, yeah, this is going to be a, a very a very um, difficult undertaking. But I'm excited for it for the sake of seeing some movies that more movies and and sort of having like a. A, like a wild goal because I never do that heading yeah. into a new year. I'm excited about it and I think it's just good for for content for the podcast if anything else. I've only had uh, well it could be I'll tell you we're, we're going to get to some, some brunch awards in this episode and po- one of the tie-ins is something on which we've gotten that I, that I at least consistently get big feedback on. Uh, one thing on which we get good feedback is one of us describing a movie to the other one but it's always you who describes the movie you're way better at it what what else well which ones which ones have i described i'll take the compliment but you described uh don't go in there whatever it's called don't go in oh uh turkey baster movie yeah the uh the uh don't breathe don't breathe yes don't go movie about jim carrey using the bathroom do not go in there yes uh, that yeah, that was hilarious. So people like well, that was that. a ridiculous movie, right? You have you are able to describe uh pretty standard movies to make them seem a great deal more interesting than they actually probably are. Do you remember when we both uh we did the most efficient podcast ever and <laughs> the worst we episode. each watched a movie at the same time while podcasting to each other? <laughs> that was. That one was of the worst ideas of all time. It was, I I don't know if I edited that one or what, but I don't know what that episode sounded like. But that is such a funny idea <laughs> that I hope that even if the episode was terrible, it, it was, was just like the idea was just like knowing what was being executed would make it funny. Yes, pretty uh, hilarious. What did you see? Uh, Demolition. With oh, Jake you Gyllenhaal. saw Demolition, and I saw uh, don't uh, don't dump Kira Knightley. And Mark Ruffalo's there. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The one with uh, Adam Levine's her boyfriend. She dumps him. It's uh, oh, that's right, real Adam Levine, not fake yeah. Adam Levine from uh, We Are Your Friends. Who's uh, let's see, what's We Remember Are Your the Friends? DJ? Uh, oh yeah, with, yeah, uh, with, uh, with Zac Efron. Oh yeah, yeah. That's a that was a whopper of a movie. So uh, uh, on this, I'll say I've only done. Two. I've only had like two movie seeing goals. The first one I accomplished. The second one, uh, first one, was or the first what? one I didn't all accomplish. Oscars. Second one was all Oscars. I was able to do it, and uh, 
I've tried to make that a thing every year now. First one was during the NHL lockout. My goal was to see every Tom Hanks movie. And oh, that's awesome. This was before... I remember that. I think this I was before that. like Netflix and... Or Netflix was uh, so on demand. It was back when like the only uh, streaming things on Netflix were trash. The only way yeah. that you get it, the only thing you get out of Netflix was when you would mail, send away for the uh, well, well, for a while, for Netflix, the DVDs like, like yesterday's. Bitch. Yeah, for a while, Netflix was like all TV shows, like bingeable TV shows, um, and there was like a good selection there. But the movies were were like really bad. If for memory a while. serves, though, there weren't even that big. Like they, I think they there would had be like thirty rock, three. right? Like there would be like one or two of like the biggies, and then right. there would be some other things that you'd maybe force yourself to watch, um, like stuff like uh, like the Bee in Apartment Twenty Three. Yes, or right, it is, exactly. Where that it's was like, like this, oh, consistently like the fifth best thing yeah. on Netflix. Which did you ever watch that? Yeah. Very really good. solid. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really solid. So, yeah, I mean, like, now Netflix is a shitload of good movies yeah. and basically every TV show ever made. Yeah. So it's it's daunting. And I just, I'll, I buy things on demand. So now just whenever you whenever you want something, you can just get or buy. I, I rent things on demand. So if the lockout were to happen right now, it would probably be a lot more feasible that I could knock out all the Tom Hanks movies. What I ended up doing was starting from the beginning and I saw, like, Five or six really old Tom Hanks movies, and like I like went for a run or something, and forgot uh, about it, <laughs> and just completely forgot about it. And the next thing I knew, the lockout was over. Like a million months later, um, how do you still feel? That how do you feel about uh, Oscars season now? Because I I really don't know because we're we're obviously going to see everything, mm-hmm. um, and we did it last year, but last year I feel like we had to do a lot of. Um, a lot of like they the the nominees came out and we were like okay these are the movies that yeah. we have to see. I feel a little bit more like we're going to have a lot of a lot of the bases covered and there just like might be a few blind spots. But then again, at the same time, there's always movies that get like nominated so that's that I just felt, never heard of. That's how I felt last year where I was just seeing everything as it came out, so it wasn't as tough to to pick them off once they came out. I actually feel a little more behind this year because there's just so much more uncertainty. Yeah, that's, I mean, I mean, that's like maybe that's that's sort of where I feel like I'm uncertain. Like maybe can you ever forgive me? We'll get uh, best picture nom. Uh, You didn't see wildlife. Did you didn't see wildlife? Saw wildlife. So that's, you you know, it's a good song. Wild wildlife. Never heard of it. It's a talking head song. Uh, You know, it's a good song. Wild wild west, not by Will Smith, but it's by, um, God Will damn. Smith featuring Cisco. <laughs> no, uh, damn, I think it's like and whatever the guy is that goes to Wild Wild West. Uh, Wild Wild West by the Escape Club. Oh, it's a really good song. Cool. Yeah, you know man. it's a real good one. Uh, Wild Wild Vest. It's where a character in iCarly gets his vests. You ever watch that show iCarly? No. <laughs> I don't know why. I like happened to a few episodes. I don't know if it was like someone in my family or what. People fucking but, love that show. Yeah, there was the the. the she had this older brother, Spencer, I think. Fucking goofball. Nice. Complete man. goofball. And he owns this apartment where I I think he like raises the kids, but he definitely didn't make those kids. <laughs> this is a guy probably not even in the kid making industry. Yeah. <laughs> he is not He's, oh, I love, I love. He's shopping uh, a place that's called Wild Wild Vest. You tell me. The idea of, of that guy calling, humping, probably not. The idea of calling virgins uh, 
non-participants people, in the baby-making industry is great. Well, like, he, he could not be... He could be... Uh, Dude, people. He everybody be, has sex. He, even right. the weirdest people. Have he sex. could be a just a non-sexually active person. Not like, yeah, like he's he's a dormant sexual person. Dormant sexual person. Yes. Uh, also, not to get into an academic discussion about sex. Uh, what does sexually active mean? Like yeah. when the doctor says, like, "Hey, are you sexually active?" Right. It's like right now. Is no, that here. right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like. It's like how how many how much time are you giving me here to work with? <laughs> well, that's, I mean, like it's sort of like a volcano. A volcano can be active, yeah, but I mean, it hasn't been in a while. I just say sure and start laughing as I'm saying it. <laughs> so, he's, so that you put the doctor in a really weird position like, where he's like, "Said it, yes." Or I look at him, squint for a little bit, and go, mm, "Yeah." And he looks back and he's a like, great aunt. That does not sound like something a sexually active person We should would do say. a full podcast on, like, the things you could say to answer that question. Yeah. Like, are you a sexually active person? It's like, oh, it depends what you mean by active. Well, honestly, like, when people have, uh, if someone's like, are you seeing somebody, blah, blah, and, like, I don't know the person that well, I'll be like, I'll say something weird to skirt it because I, I don't just talk about that stuff. When the doctor asks me, I'll be like, hey, we don't, I don't, we, you don't know me that well, okay? We're, this is a professional relationship. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is, yeah, uh, you're, you're, you're not, you're not my friend, okay? Stop abusing your position of when power. When there's someone, well, I'll say what I say to my parents. When there's someone, uh, when, when you, when you need to know about someone, you will. <laughs> That's what I'm going to tell my doctor. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Um, so, uh, on New Year's resolutions... This has grown more and more each year uh, where people will say, like, hey, instead of a New Year's resolution, do this. Or, oh, New Year's resolutions are the worst, blah, blah. Like, let – a lot of things are bad. We do a lot of dumb things. New Year's resolutions, not in the top one million. Let people do what they want to do. If someone wants to lose weight and they're excited about losing weight, let them lose weight. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, I mean, the there's so many, like, tired – and, like and maybe it's just because we're getting old. Yeah. And shit, shit like that. Just, like, let them – who the hell are any of us to be, like say, – say you want – say, I don't know, say you wanted to, like, get better glasses or something. Bad example. Those glasses are dope. Uh, they are. WarbyParker.com slash brunch. Like, who am I to be, like, don't – you don't don't let just because it's the new year and everyone's doing things. Don't force yourself to get new glasses. And you're like, yo, I want new glasses. Please let right. me do this thing. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's just because like I'm getting older, but I'm just like so tired of the uh, the quote unquote takes that come out every single year about like the same time. It's just like I'm so done with this. Shut up. <laughs> you know what? Another one is, and I tweeted it last night. I knew it was like a classic DJ tweet. Where, like, if you were in my brain as I was thinking it, pretty fucking brilliant. Otherwise, such as if you're a person reading it on Twitter, either don't get it or it's just bad. But uh, I said, remember, everybody, we all, uh, we're all supposed to say amateur hour a hundred times a year. And once again, we've saved it for the last day. Nobody calls anything amateur hour. And then when it comes to New Year's Eve, everyone's like, oh, New Year's Eve, that's amateur hour. It's like, it's like how people only say uh, inclement to describe inclement weather. weather. Yes. Or if someone uh, – I don't know. There's a lot of those things where um, – They're only reserved for a specific for like situation. A, people only say amateur hour to talk about New Year's Eve. Like it is – 
That is true. My New Year's resolution is, and I, I think I've done it, my New Year's resolution is next New Year's, if we get one, to not say amateur hour. All and right. I would hope that all of you listeners out there would resolve to, or maybe come with a synonym. <laughs> can can we get can we paraphrase an alternate phrase can we yes or like let's reappropriate amateur hour uh like a, a first date should be called amateur hour because it's people who have not perfected <laughs> yes. like their relationship <laughs> yes. and they're they're amateurs at the relationship that's what say hey, wish me luck i've got i've got an amateur hour later that's what you should say. You should you should you should call it sex amateur hour. I do call uh, okay. so I call it amateur. It's, it's one minute of sex yeah. and fifty nine minutes of crying. No, it's no, it's just no. You say you call it amateur hour because it's the amateur version of an hour. It's like one sixtieth of an hour. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one too. Um, also, as a non crier, like. I can't make those jokes. I can't make like the crying during this or crying during that kind of jokes about myself because I wish. You don't cry? No. We'll get to that later. Yes, you do. No, I, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about yeah. the. I think I I said the the one time I cried. That's this year. true. Yeah, the one time I felt emotion. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, I mean I feel emotions. I'm just like the, the yeah, episode of uh, the episode of Friends where Chandler can't cry. Yeah. Like, that that is a thing. I'm a person who definitely should cry. Like I'm a pretty. Uh, I, I I'm pretty woke to my issues. Yeah, so I should be crying all the time. <laughs> it's true. Uh, yeah, I'm, I I sort of feel in the same way. Like it's very rare that I cry. Sometimes though, there's just like either whether it's a movie that and yeah, like, see that's it. Like no, like a movie will not make me cry. It's usually like an unexpected movie. Yeah, like I cried during fucking Girls Trip. Really? Yeah the 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 final speech scene. Where she's at, like, that conference. Yeah. I cried during that scene. It nice. was wild. Uh, and then, like, sometimes it's just, like, a very unexpected song will make me cry. Uh, Bruntouchables, next time you're crying during a movie, uh, snap a picture, tweet it at the Brunch account, you might just get a retweet. <laughs> we basically retweet everything uh, anytime somebody tweets something at us. So, like, yeah. just go wild with that. Complaints. <laughs> yes. Whatever. Uh, uh, but, yeah, so so don't be a jerk about New Year's resolutions. Like, we're, like, please. And uh, if you have any resolutions, you want to do something that might not last, go for try it. Try it, knowing it won't last. I'm, I'm doing that. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I do want to say it's not your New Year's resolution, but like it was your mid-year's resolution to get wide, yep. and you're starting to get wide compliments from people that don't know about your goal to oh, get wide. This is the worst. So uh, I do the Patriots pre and post game show at work, and uh, we did a thing. A um, oh, uh, the the last episode before Christmas, uh, we did like an airing of grievances thing, and it's four people on a set. And me on a different set. So I'm just sitting by myself, like, kind of twiddling my thumbs. And, uh, yes. And uh, my my grievance, they said, all right, everybody has one. You each have 30 seconds. So they did 30 seconds this person, 30 seconds this person. Then they got to me, and I said, hey, while I've got you, I'm just going to rattle off three quick ones, if that's cool. <laughs> and per I agree. <laughs> one, old people. Can't go to the movies anymore. Nope. We need to make it. It, it can come out of our taxes where uh, they old get, people get everything they, that's in the theaters on demand for free. That or they get their own screenings. Like yeah. at, at like six in the morning. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, think about it. Yeah. But like who loses there? You can 
that they get to see the movies that are in theaters in the comfort of their own home, in the comfort of their noisy ass home, you know who, while they're you making know, all this noise. You know who loses? Who? Uh, their children who have to explain to them how to order the movies on demand. Oh yeah, but like Alexa can't fleece that out. You got to get them an Alexa then. Yeah, no, like money is no object. They'll, That's they'll, what I'm telling you. They'll, they'll find some way to screw that up. They'll be like, they'll be like, "Hey, Alexis," and they just won't respond to their fucking things. I love old people, and I just want them to have the best movie-going well, experience. Usually, people. when you say ageist things, you couch them by saying, "Oh, I, I don't I love. care. I don't care." Do you know that years ago, uh, the Boston Globe quoted me as uh, saying something ageist? And my parents got so mad at me. Really? I tried to get them the article for Christmas a couple years ago, but it is like vanished. Uh, we had a program <laughs> called Blast from the Past, and it was where it was when I was in fourth grade. They brought um, they brought old people. There's no other way of saying it. They brought old people to us, and uh, we showed them like what we were working on. They told us about things. They told us stories. It was a great time. And a guy from the Glo- Globe came and did a story on it. And uh, he wanted some quotes from the kids. And my brilliant teacher said, that's your guy. <laughs> oh, no. You, you, want, you want Brave Dave right over there. So he came over to me and he asked me. Well, and it, it ended up being like the lead quote of the oh, thing, no. which was, uh, it was, uh, I've learned so much uh, from this. Before I thought old people were worthless. <laughs> oh, but, my God. But, like, they have cool stories, and they seem interested in what I have to say. I think I'm making some friends here. Like, this is really beefing up my social life. Uh, and But just, like, the lead quote was, like, I thought old people were worthless, said David Bean. And my, Not wrong. Like, people were driving by my parents' house. Like, like, remember, my dad was mowing the lawn, and, like, a neighbor was, like, Hey, Bean, how old are you? Are you worthless yet? Like, people were heckling my parents. My parents were, were so mad at me. There were old people driving by your house at 12 miles per hour. Yeah. Yelling obscenities. Just <laughs> crashing into each other. I, uh, just backing up without looking. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, uh Eating story, tuna soon, sandwiches at the wheel. My car was hit, like, a year ago by an old person who backed up without looking. And I was like, that shouldn't. Like they shouldn't even get in trouble for that. Like that's that that's on me. Like I was around an old person. I have to know they back up without yeah, but, looking. You yeah, can't put your car near an old person. They're eighty five years old. Like eighty years ago, sixty years ago, backing up without looking wasn't cool either. <laughs> yeah, but man, back back then it was the wild wild west. Uh, wild wild vest. But yeah, I've uh, I've been accused of being ageist for basically my entire life so i'm just being somebody, careful when i, with I, when I have an to old throw that ac- accusation at me go for it because i don't i don't care man that's not a real thing everybody find an old person everybody docks you man watch out everybody should that's acknowledge thing, we, that we old people stink we don't mess with people who we think can cancel us right that's true yeah and you and you're confident an old person can't cancel you yeah you know what's wild like you don't even need something for which you'd be canceled to have someone cancel you no, it, it, canceling is the is like the new trend. All you got to say is like, let's cancel this motherfucker. And honestly, if someone, if I saw someone that I knew tweet like, "Wow, Pete Blackburn is done," I'd be like, "Shit, you're right." Sorry, Pete, because <laughs> you can't go against <laughs> a canceling. Myself, yeah, you. <laughs> you can't go against the canceling because then, then you'll, you'll get, get canceled. canceled. Yeah, and why? Just because someone's mad at you? Yeah, yeah, I'm not falling on my sword for that. <laughs> no way, no how. So uh, that was one of my grievances. 
another one of my grievance was uh, writers, if you tweet out, I wrote about, I'm not clicking your story, blah, blah. You've heard that take a million times. Yeah. Uh, but uh, my big one was, and I've probably said on this podcast, it is an epidemic that men sit down with their coat jackets ah. buttoned. And it is such so, a simple thing to fix. It's the oldest thing in the world. I, and you find some people, like, if you're hot on this, you're hot on this. I know that pisses off Feidelberg, too. I was talking to my friend Julian the other day. We were There was, like, a lot of who raised these people talk. Like, because you just get so mad. It's such an easy thing to know. Like, it's it's yeah. it's not complicated. Yeah. And, and Julian was saying, like, even just think of it in terms of, wait, what's the rule? Don't think of it that way. Think of it in terms of... What's comfortable? Like, does it make sense when I'm seated to have something as tight as possible? No. So, um... It's not even a difficult thing to, like, remember. Right. It's It's an automatic... Honestly, uh, when I saw Crazy Stupid Love for the first time, I was so... What I thought was, like, sexiest about Ryan Gosling was that... That he followed the the button rules. No, it was just, like, automatic. That he did it without thinking. Like, as he was going to sit down, he'd unbutton it, and and you could just tell that Gosling worked on that. That, like, this is going to be an effortless thing, and... I know when I do it now, it's like a deliberate thing. It's like go, go bending down and tying your shoe. I aim to be as effortless in following that rule as uh, Ryan Gosling. So I vented about that, and I'm like, and it's getting worse because one idiot did it, nobody corrected him, then someone saw it, and then they kept doing it, blah, blah, blah. So, and I was like, and I don't know what you guys think you're accomplishing by doing it. Maybe you think it feels slimming or something, because it doesn't, it doesn't look feel good. As it looks awkward, here. but I was like, it looks so awkward and it does. It might make you look slim, but it makes you look like an idiot. And then I <laughs> toss it back to the set and the host, Michael Holly was like, well, Troy Brown, what do you think of that? I did not notice that one of the four people had their jacket buttoned. So now like every time they toss to me, they call me like, well, they were calling me ageist anyway, rightfully for that thing. But they were like, uh, so like Troy gives me shit now and it's like a fun, it's like a little inside joke. It's, it's harmless. But, uh, yesterday I tossed back to them <laughs> and Troy did the like, Hey D- DJ, man, you could be looking better. You got to button up that, uh, jacket. And, uh, he was like, help help you, uh, look a little slimmer. And Gerard Mayo, and this sucks because a Gerard Mayo was like one of my favorite football players, probably my very, favorite very Patriot good. of this whole run. Um, we can, when something funny happens on TV, it's very easy to get somebody to clip it and send you the little thing and then you you put it on Instagram and they want you to like push that stuff out there. TV is like uh, the internet now. It, it lives forever. Right. Like you can get so anything you want. Our like thing that we use for that, uh, to easily do that wasn't rolling. So I could have gotten it, but I didn't. So I don't have it, but it would have been perfect brunch content. I texted you right after. I was like, this will be great, but it's not there. Uh, Gerard Mayo was like, DJ, you looking wide, bro. Wide, 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 wide. And he was like making <laughs> gestures with his arms, going wide, like stomping around. And out of context, it was just perfect for brunch. That's amazing. It's just like it's, t- it's, telling someone they're looking wide. No one didn't, has ever who say didn't that. No, was yeah. not in on the joke. No one about has ever said that wide. outside of brunch. That's saying amazing. Saying like, hey, man, you're looking wide. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, but yeah, that, that was like a resolution. I resolved to uh, keep trying to get wide. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm uh, still fat, <laughs> if anybody hasn't seen me. Uh, I'm still fat, You're looking and I'm working on that. better put together. Uh, I think it might be that you shave your face. 
Oh, I, I shaved. You did shave your face, uh, and it looks it look I'm you look like a little more broad. And you, I think it's I think part of it is that you've got the beanie on right now, mm. and it's this like great, looks good, right? Yeah, it looks great, especially with the long hair. Like a beanie and long hair is a cool fucking look. That was an accident because I went to bed one time after showering, and I was like, I'm not putting stuff in my hair. I'm just gonna go to bed. Got long hair, folks, falling all <laughs> in my face. So I was like, what do I got? Reached out, and. I've had this brunch beanie forever. Seemingly, have never worn it because it is. It's awesome. Brand Ellen has new. that same one. It's uh, it's the friends friends beanie. I've got and I've gotten requests on. I've actually got to order a few because people are like, "Yo, I want." I, the, I should that. get that. I fucking. It's awesome. Doesn't it look great. It's very very good. Yeah. So uh, uh, those are our resolutions. Pete is going to watch a lot of movies, and yes. I'm going to. Uh, I'm just gonna. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna practice self care. There you Ooh, go. That's there a, you go. That's the free space. Yes. Uh, that really is. That's the bingo. That's a bingo space in the middle. Yeah. Uh, we are, right now, we are drinking uh, in an episode for the first time, and it seems like forever. I know. When was the last fucking time that we've had alcohol on an episode? Well, since we went to one a week, I uh, we record these before our, I go to work. That's true. So, always. No. That's true. Uh, yeah. So, but yeah. We didn't even drink, like, in Austin before episodes, really. No, we took it seriously. That's true. <laughs> well, uh, we we drank just like ten hours before. That's true. Uh, so we've got the uh, the classic farmhouse pale ale uh, from Oxbow, which one of is my a, favorite uh, beers. Yeah, this is that's this has basically become like a brunch staple at this point. Yeah, basically, like it's an un uh, unofficial sponsor of brunch. Yeah, it's uh, this beer has sentimental value to me. Yes. Uh, do you know why? Uh, because I don't know. I would the first concert I went oh, that's to by right, myself. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, uh, you... Ween in Portland. I uh, had gone to Bissell Brothers across the street with my friend before. I think you told the story like two probably weeks like ago. yeah. It feels very <laughs> recent now. I get uh, it. And so I ended up going to the but my friend didn't want a free Ween ticket because it was Ween, and uh, I got one more beer at the concert, and it was this, and I was like, man, that's a very delicious beer. And now whenever I see it, I get it. And uh, oh, that's why we were it's talking very about good. it because very they good. have it uh, at the craft beer cellar. That's right. Yeah, that's so. right. Yeah. Uh, and also a uh, a shout out to one of our listeners, Taylor Hillsgrove, who sent us beers. He sent nice. us a beer care package from from Vermont. So uh, everybody else who listens to this show, step your fucking game up. Yeah, we want free beers. Feel free to do that. Yes, for sure. Um, so especially do- like uh, Maine listeners. Because yes. I'm not trying to make that trip all the time, <laughs> but I'll tell you, having gone up and went to anybody in the every Portland place area in Portland and spent uh, Christmas Day, we were sitting around like all the people had gone home pretty much, and I was just at my sister and brother-in-law's uh, watching the Celtics game, and I brought up all the beer that I got. We were sitting there, and I went to the bathroom, and I came back, and they were laughing, and I was like, "What's so funny?" And my sister was like, "Did you spend?" three hundred dollars on <laughs> beer and i responded yes that is exactly like, i was like did I you thought you were gonna maybe say like a hundred or whatever but they were just like looking and at man was it like three hundred dollars it adds up when yeah, you well i mean like those beers are expensive <laughs> i ended up with like three uh cases oh really yeah okay through wow. three cases, and I got a couple of four packs of uh, the Farmhouse Pale Ale, which is uh, in uh, four pack or in bottles. Uh, 
But uh, also shout out to you. I gave a shout out to Taylor, but like mm-hmm. shout out to you. You gave me a Christmas gift. You gave me some beers from Portland. Oh yeah, that was part of the thing uh, in getting all those beers. That was going to be my little gift that I gave to to friends. Little That's awesome. Uh, and like I got so many different kinds, and knowing what my friends like, I was able to kind of curate cool four packs. That's I keep awesome. when you get the uh, what's it called when you get a four pack. Keep the top part. I got a drawer full of them. You know what I'm you talking can, about? Yeah, you can just uh, so you then can you can reuse make, them. Yeah, so you can That's very, very make cool. four packs whenever you want. I made you a custom little four pack featuring uh, what did I? I gave you substance from Bissell Brothers, which is just a classic. Uh, the Cran Jam uh, Sour from Foundation. Foundation has is, awesome beers. Yeah, which is just a hilarious concoction <laughs> and is very delicious. Uh, I gave you a porter from Oxbow that I wasn't crazy about, but. Uh, I wanted you to try it because okay. I know that you like Oxbow and you're a porter guy, right? Uh, you don't love them? I don't love porters, but uh, okay, we'll see how it goes. Uh, and then I don't know what the last one. Oh, yeah, uh, Patina from uh, Austin Street Brewing, okay. which is uh, very, very good. So, yeah, that's a shouts out to, to all those yeah, people. Any of our listeners from the main area or Western Massachusetts, because Western Massachusetts oh, has yeah, some, very, some very good breweries, and I don't want to go there. Because yes. it's Western Massachusetts. I've not been to Treehouse. <laughs> Me neither. And Sounds been, terrible. I love beer, uh, and I'm just not willing to go to Western Mass. So uh, let's do some 2018 Year in Review Awards from Brunch. Yeah. Want to kick this off with? Um... I think the one that we're most that we most feel strongly about, and this is definitely going to be a unanimous decision. Mm. But the award for uh, the 2018 most successful thing that actually sucked. Oh, what what is your winner? My winner is is absolutely 100 percent Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh shoot, man! It's too late to change my answer. It I is. locked it in. Okay, uh, fine. The answer is definitely Bohemian Rhapsody. So I'm changing it to that. This is a united front. Uh, the uh, Just coming up short was uh, Ketch's last album, having now won it two years in a row. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, you fucking hated it. A lot of people love that album. Well, I hate it. Just like it just people were just following a pattern of like we were waiting for new Kesha music, obviously. And then it came out and it was some cheap ass Ryan Lewis drivel. Like, that's not as good as what Kesha does. And everyone was like, oh, it's just anything. So, yeah, hilarious. Oh, she's back. Like, she's back making music. It's not her best. And then people are like, well, and then you get into the whole thing like, of like, like, I like it. it well, you well, have to support her because of the, the stuff that she's well, going course, through. Yeah, well, of it's course like, I'm supporting her. I, right. I paid for but it. You don't, you don't but necessarily mean to be hey, like, this, this is the best. This is a good best. album. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so, uh, on, on the next, next on the list is uh, 2018. Bootleg Actor of the Year, very on brand for brunch. My award goes to Bootleg Richard Jenkins for his performance in Halloween. That's a that's a good one. Uh, I'm glad that you went there because I I feel like the obvious choice bootleg Tom is Hardy. Bootleg Tom Hardy, just the the bootleg goat. Yes, he is. Uh, he is the uh, the OG bootleg. So yeah. it'd be hard for me to pick different. I'm excited to see who wins well, next year. You know what you did. You gave him a lifetime achievement vote. No, I didn't because he <laughs> because he actually had the best uh, hey, the best well, year of a bootleg actor. Why don't you give Nicholas Lidstrom uh, another Norris while you're at it? <laughs> no, but uh, bootleg Tom Hardy 
had a starring role in legitimately one of the most noteworthy movies of the year in Upgrade. So mm, yes. uh, bootleg Tom Hardy, great year for him. He is sort of coming into his own. Now let's get to most handsome man slash most beautiful woman of Ooh, the year. Very inclusive. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year, it was the the winner was your sister's dog Emilio. Yes, which the dog is still alive. He's and still per our he's rules. Got it. Per our <laughs> rules, if you're the most handsome man alive and you are still living the next year, yeah. you should probably still be the most handsome man alive. Mm-hmm. But for the sake of keeping it interesting, yeah. I'm going to choose somebody different. Everyone's playing for a second. Uh, most handsome man of 2018, Jay Ellis. Ooh, Jay Ellis. That is a good one. I feel like he's been – well, he was a candidate for past – He was. Yeah. But he hasn't gotten any less attractive, and I and That I feel mustache strongly... is sex. Have you seen his mustache? Yes, and he is just throwing fits left and right yeah. uh, in Insecure, and he's back. Yeah. He's still relevant, so uh, I I'm going to Jay I can't wait for Escape Room. Uh, great call on Jay Ellis. I am picking uh, two people who have actually acted together – uh, Mahershala Ali okay. and Janelle Monae. Okay. Right. Do you know that Jessa, uh, Janelle Monae is dating uh, Tessa Thompson? No, I did not know that. Yeah. Uh, we were... There was a very brief conversation there that... Uh, with Tessa that... Thompson is uh, from... She's the actress, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, that... There was like a very quick question of, is that the most attractive couple in the world and the immediate answer was probably yes because women are objectively better looking than men uh i don't know there are a lot of handsome guys i'm just well some guys are better uh, look you're talking to the king of that guy's handsome oh yeah i mean like but it's just the old old elaine bennis thing in general women are just like more attractive a woman's body is a work of art more elegant man's body is like a jeep (laughs) getting around Uh, so yes so that is a very good candidate for like the most attractive couple because goddamn if if i had to pick uh if i had to pick uh most beautiful woman of the year Mm. uh honestly i think it might be what's her name uh lily james she is. She won me. She won my heart in she 2018. Is, she simply has everything. Yes. So Beautiful. just the the face, the hair, just. So if we're going, if we're if we're doing two picks, Jay Ellis and Lily James for me. Okay. Uh, best performance by a Mamma Mia actor in a non Mamma Mia role. Yes, I love this category. Uh, hopefully, it continues going <laughs> for years to come. <laughs> yes. Uh, my pick is going to be. Senor Sinfuegos, a.k.a. Andy Garcia, in Book Club. Yes, that was the only one I could think of. <laughs> Pretty much. Honestly, like, what else? Like, Christine Baranski wasn't anything What's else. What's Amanda C- Seinfeld doing these days? Uh, Not a lot, I don't feel like. You know what? I saw her in a movie called The Clapper with um, Ed Helms. Really? And I gotta say. Not that good. Doesn't Andy Garcia <laughs> smoked her. Yeah. Andy uh, Garcia just became a sex symbol in, in 2018 at yeah. the age of 92. Uh, brunch public enemy number one. See, this one I, I like – I couldn't think. We have a I've lot of one. public enemies. I mean, Colin Jost is like an easy one, but mm-hmm. I feel like that's outdated. Uh, I want to hear what, what yours it's is. It's one of my favorite people, but it's just got to be. Ken Jack. A what? for uh, the blockers diss track. Right, that was that was mm-hmm. Ken Jack and Trill on that track, yep. right? Yeah, um, and that's kind of rare, right? That there would be uh, something from LCP that uh, 
only two of them did, and Jeff was the one who did, wasn't in on it. Yeah, but Ken Jack and Trill do a lot of like the um, the sort of like creative okay uh, side the bar thing. Brains of the operation. Got <laughs> yeah. it. Um, I would not say that. <laughs> uh, but uh, for the dissing us, yeah, yielding a response diss track that did not get enough love. Just ours. Ours was ours great. Way better. Ours was so good, and it was like a very brunch joke of our rebuttal to it <laughs> was yes, we've seen the movie, and then like three minutes of us saying nothing that suggested that we saw the movie. Right. Really, really brilliant. Uh, and so between that and uh, the TikTok stuff. Yeah, was, I hate but, to be one of those. I can't with this, but Ken Jack, I love you. I can't with the TikTok. I am firmly on the other side of this stance because oh, it's I so bad. I absolutely love the TikTok stuff. I live for it. I seek it out like on a nightly basis. I just it's a perfect thing to watch to go through his threads uh, of TikToks before you go to sleep because it just makes you feel so much better about your place in the world. <laughs> I think that – so I think that Ken Jack there. is the funniest person on Twitter and just it's become – I don't like the TikTok stuff and it's not that I don't like him for it. It's just I don't like that and I don't want to see it. But the best thing about the TikTok stuff, in addition to it's kind of influenced how he acts, which I do like. Like sometimes he'll post videos of himself dancing as though he's doing a TikTok thing and like he'll move his arms in weird ways. Very funny. Ken Jack, very funny guy. But the one thing I love about TikTok is seemingly none of those songs that they that the people are dancing to or singing along to or miming. I have you ever heard any of those songs? No. I've all never the heard worst. any of those yeah. songs before. And I said that to Ken Jack yesterday. Or I, I like most of the times, unless it's fr- like there are very like sexually aggressive like dialogue ones. Yeah, and the only ones that I recognize a lot of them are, old are people too. Yeah, no, I know. Fifty but, Shades like, of Grey. Yeah, that's the only like things that I recognize from. And mm. the fact that we saw those is kind of a joke. Makes yeah. me feel good about not knowing where the mm. fuck those came from. Yeah. So uh, that's a that's a. I don't know. I love Ken Jack, so I'm not. He, he's certainly not my pick for Public Enemy number one of 2018. I love. I him. think. I think what where I'm gonna go here is since I can't think of like a very specific person that we absolutely hated in 2018, uh, I'm gonna go with anybody, and I think this might be a singular person. Uh, any r- reviewer on Rotten Tomatoes who gave a negative uh, Rotten score for Paddington Two. Ooh. Because I know that it was like 99% for, yeah. or 100% for the longest time. So there's got to be like it's one that person. one dude, the guy that, that, the, that the messed up Get Out? Yes, it's yeah. just the, uh, what do they call them? Just like the person. Assholes. Yes. <laughs> yes, who just opposes just to be the opposer. Um, you're going to say contrarian? Is yes, that what you're exactly. For? Okay. Yes. Uh, best brunch topic slash segment. I teased this one a little earlier. For me, uh, Fleet of Beers. The beer fleet one is pretty, pretty good. Because that was honestly like um, – that that whole discussion had to have been like a minute 30 tops, but it packed a punch. Yeah, and I, I'm the only thing is I'm, I'm surprised that that didn't take off. We got a few we references. We, so I think – we got uh, good feedback right away. Sometimes I'll, I'll still hear about it, but I needed to, to have made like a studio version of the song or something. Like we should have – we – We should have brought it he, into the real world. Because like – Thunder got pretty big, and then we pushed it, yeah. and we made it huge. And then next thing you know, Imagine Dragons are a household name. That was because of us. Yeah, that's true. They had like 
eight of the seven best songs of 2018 are like the most played songs. So I think maybe our New Year's resolution as a podcast in 2019 should be to make fleets yes. mainstream. Um, I'm going to go, I'm honestly, I got to go with Mamma Mia here because it just became the number one topic of brunch in 2018. It was discussed basically on every episode it since did the us movie well. came out. So, yeah. uh, it was a well that we kept going back to. We we're going to continue going back to, uh, uh, uh that's a, that's my new year's resolution. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so. Talking about Mamma Mia too. So, uh, that was an easy pick for me. Uh, you nominated, uh, best achievement in crying that goes to DJ Bean for his work at the end of green book. Yes. Thank you very much. You cried at the end of green book, which mm. is, as we've discussed earlier, a rare achievement for you. Have you seen it? I have not yet. So. I, ca- I want you to see it so we can talk about why I cried. Uh, okay. Um, most. Are you going to skip over my? Oh, did you? Yes. Uh, I have an achievement in crying. Um, it's got to be, it's a tie for me between Paddington 2 mm-hmm. and the end of Paddington 2, which is an unbelievably emotional <laughs> flooding from me uh, all 19 times that I saw it. And honestly, the end of A Star is Born. I know you're going to hate that pick. Uh, a yeah. very emotional moment. No, I, yeah, I was, I was taken aback. Uh, not offended or anything. I was just taken aback. You when were you, surprised. You, you asked me yes. after. You said, did you cry? And I was like, no. Why, did someone get hurt during the movie? Did, <laughs> Everybody cried during an that incident? movie. You were the only person not crying. So um, It happens, man. Uh, most thing. pointless cameo of the year. Uh, you, gotta be, you feel strongly about this yeah, one. So It's the E Street Band in the Christmas yeah. Chronicles. <laughs> that jailhouse rock scene. In which they accomplished nothing but waste time. Was it really the E Street Band or was it, it just... Was two of them. Okay, yeah. okay. So basically the E Street Band. Uh, I I argue that it wasn't pointless because that was like the most memorable scene in the movie. But mm. you you offered a great counterpoint that it served no purpose. Yeah, it only held them up. The, <laughs> it was but one like, of the few times where the kids weren't ruining it. it was Santa a, took a break to play music. But it was such a welcome ruining uh, of the, the progress of that plot line. Um, instead, I'm going to pick uh, most pointless cameo is Stan Lee in Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Because Ooh, yeah. he's dead and... Yeah. What's the point? D- don't you're need just him. Gonna, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so you're just gonna die after. Thank you. Uh, a very great movie that just I did not need that scene. Uh, best superhero movie, uh, Mamma Mia. Here we go again. Shouts out Lily James. Oh, you fucking sort of ruined my joke oh. because there were a lot of great Superman uh, superhero. Yeah, I was gonna say Paddington Two was my favorite superhero movie of the year. Mm. Um, a lot of great superhero movies. Obviously, the Black Panthers up there. I wonder if it's gonna get some actual mm. Oscar buzz. Um, then there's obviously Avengers: Infinity War. But the best actual superhero movie of the year is Spider Man. Uh, sorority sister and happy death day award for most appalling line in a movie. <laughs> that one for me is going to Ruby and Mamma Mia for saying that being a grudge holder makes you fat. That one <laughs> still, every time I see it, knocks me off my feet. But when I went to Google the line, apparently that's a thing. Like holding grudges is Actually bad for your metabolism you or something what like that. In my mouth? You just you, you, you <laughs> had a you so had a, <laughs> uh, uh, what's his name Herb Herb the perv in yeah. uh, Family Guy. Yeah. Krish. That literally just happened to me like for a... the first time in my life, yeah. and it was not subtle. That was a very strong whistle. That your came out of my mouth. should be to get a better mouth, bro. <laughs> Get a less pervy mouth. Okay. So a less pervy mouth is the name of the episode. Very exciting. Uh, okay. Now um, now let's 
for the, the we're gonna finish for uh, the Patreon listeners only. So why don't you pop those headphones out if you uh, don't see if you uh, do not subscribe to us, or if you do want to, you go to patreon.com slash listen to brunch. You can even do it right now. You don't have to pause it. So uh, go ahead and subscribe there so you can listen to this bird box review. Okay, we on our bird box bird talks. Uh, <laughs> one third of Netflix accounts. Why am I saying it like Ray Lewis? One third of Netflix accounts have watched Bird Box. Really? That is that is so many. This there is such a buzz about Bird Box. This is our second Bird Box episode, and we didn't even see Bird Box the I first know. time we talked about I'm, it. And I still stand by the fact that I think so many people have seen it just because it's front and center on the Netflix landing it's, page. It's got the those are the money beats. Yeah, it's, it's just got yes. that good placement. Uh, so we finally both watched this week. Just right off the top, what'd you think? Uh, pretty good. Yeah, no, nothing fine. great. Yeah, it was it was fine. Good watch. Uh, yeah, and uh, interesting. I think that it certainly helps, as in all cases, like a Netflix movie. If it's not terrible, I'm not going to feel bad about watching it. I didn't go out of my way to watch right. this movie. So uh, I sat in bed, watched Bird Box. I thought it was fine. Yeah. Nothing more, nothing less. Um, a lot of pe- I've seen a lot of people saying that it was better than A Quiet Place. Get out Hard of here. disagree for me. No, it isn't. Uh, I mean, it had great performances, yeah. and it just had a, such a good cast. I love John Malkovich so much. He's and he, yeah, always a welcome. Role for him. I did not know that he was in this movie. Very, very excited when I see him show up anywhere. Or um, uh, Lil Rel Howry. Or what's my young lady's name? Sarah Paulson? Yes. She's lovely. I sent a tweet out be- just before we started recording this podcast. She's got to be the most intimidating actress in Hollywood. Why? Just because she's so beautiful? No, just because, like, if she, she has, like, dead eyes, and she, she's, like, not not beautiful. She's, oh, like, like, she has no a nonsense. scary look, like, no nonsense. I've been watching Deadwood lately. She's a very uh, intimidating person in Deadwood. If I said, if she ever looked at me, I'd probably just shit my pants on the spot. So it would has, be... She has, like, a... She, like, the definition of serving looks is Sarah Paulson. Like, she will serve you a look and make you poop your pants. Interesting. Uh, Shouts out Sarah Paulson. Yes. Uh, She, uh, yeah, she she got a uh, whiff in the credits. So, uh, really? Yep. Huge news for her and uh, John Malkovich. They both got whiffs. So, John Malkovich deserved more than a whiff because, I mean, I guess you can make the argument that whiff is special. Right. Yeah. You can put, stars can get a whiff. Yeah, but it's she was like a co-star, but, but like the Sarah Paulson role is definitely a whiff because right. she's she not a central it. part of that movie. So yeah. um, that's like a honorary sort of thing. I think John Malkovich was more central billing, right? But yeah, uh, she got a whiff the way that uh, that Cher got a whiff, and Meryl right. Streep got yeah. a whiff yeah. in Mamma Mia too. So um, it uh, yeah, good performances. Uh, the guy from. Um, Moonlight was great. Uh, grown up, uh, what's his name in the in Moonlight? I, I, I still haven't seen Moonlight. You haven't seen Moonlight? No, you described wow. you described it to me on the ah, podcast. So see, that's the down. Felt like I didn't need to. Yeah. <laughs> saved some time. Yeah, uh, uh, he was terrific in it. Yeah, but back to like the because obviously it just keeps getting compared to A Quiet Place for me. Um, this was more of like a sort of a popcorn watch where like it's, it was a good entertaining movie throughout, but it definitely didn't hit the like suspenseful peaks Mm -hmm. as A Quiet Place did. Um, and obviously it has a lot of similar elements, but I just feel like 
A Quiet Place was way more of like a, a suspenseful thriller. Yeah, and the, A Quiet Place didn't really telegraph anything. And yeah. this did. Like when the guy from uh, About Time comes in, yeah, you, you know knew, that yeah. he's trouble yeah. because they've now had like two or three people they've brought in who weren't trouble. Right. And you're like, I mean, and it's, it's a it white getting, dude in and a suit. It was suit. getting to a and it was getting to a point in the movie where like things were going well. It's like two thirds something of the movie. needs to happen. Right. So, uh, yeah. But one thing that I will give credit to this movie for, it's become a fucking huge meme movie. Yeah. It just has produced a shitload of memes with the blindfolds and with that guy prying the old lady's eyes open. Yeah. And then with the uh, the pregnant woman, or not pregnant, the new mother just jumping out the window. Yeah. A lot of memes coming out of this movie. Yeah. Um, she, uh, speaking of that woman, so uh, what happens is you see something that uh, makes you kill yourself. Mm-hmm. Like once you see it, it makes you kill yourself. Much like, kind of. Blumhouse's Truth or Dare. <laughs> Shouts out Blumhouse's Truth or Dare. Yes, it's uh, if you watch the movie, you want to kill yourself because it's so bad. Yes. <laughs> well, no. So I wrote down, um, I almost died watching the movie because someone saying with a straight face that they want to name their child Cinderella is my <laughs> worst fear. <laughs> that might be an overlooked candidate for most appalling line of the year. And Sandra Bullock, like, I don't, like, this movie probably doesn't uh, isn't asking to have character development analyzed, but how did we get from Sandra Bullock being a no-nonsense asshole to a pregnant woman saying that she's thinking of naming her kid Cinderella and Sandra Bullock smiling, yeah. being like, oh, that's cute. Come on, Sandra Bullock, and yell also, at her. And also, like, at the end of the movie, spoiler alert, she names the, the, the child uh, after this woman who wanted to name her child after a Disney princess, that was a good in between, though. Yeah, but it was like she was better than. But she also her. she says like she was the sweetest woman I've ever met. Yeah, that it's was like ridiculous. you guys knew each other for like two weeks and you hated her for like thirteen of those days. And your sister, uh, shout out Sarah Paulson, seemed so helpful, so much nicer. Yeah, <laughs> so uh, that's a little weird. I mean, really, all the other. There wasn't a bad Everybody woman in this movie. Everybody was nice. <laughs> yeah, kind so. of problematic of Sandra Bullock shitting on all these nice ladies by giving this Cinderella lady exactly, the, exactly. The pub. That's uh, the, I felt strongly about. I did that. have a note on Lil Rel Howry, which is he is a comedian whom I feel should only be in. Um, uh, I was I just got distracted by myself misusing whom. He's a comedian who I feel should uh, only be in dramatic roles because he's all like he was great. Is that like he's so believably the guy who's yeah he was like who's into religion and writing a novel. But in Get Out, he was like he was a comedian. He was was comedy comedy relief. relief, So uh, he was great in that. So I I I have a hard time. I shouldn't say only. I'll say like he's very well suited for that. Like he wasn't comic relief in this movie. Like you know what he should be is he should be Ray Romano in The Big Sick. Which is a dramatic exactly. role, but he's also very funny. He can give you he can give you one or or yes. two laughs. Yes. Uh, so, um, do you think that there's going to be a sequel here? Because I, I think it's very yeah, obviously the answer is yes. Yeah, the Sharknado effect. I would. But say. you know what I want for a sequel? I want the spinoff of Machine Gun Kelly running off with whoever that woman was in the Jeep because. Uh, I just want a 90-minute spinoff of them just having sex on the road. Yes. <laughs> so yes. Uh, I would 100% watch that. I, 
on that note, I think that the most ridiculous part of this movie, the part of the movie that I hated the most was the Jeep scene where they went to the supermarket. It was just like, this is the most convenient thing ever where they're, they're driving well, in is, a world I mean, that is, is com- true. The world that, that is has completely gone to shit. The, str- the streets are full of absolute garbage and they're driving blind. Yeah. And just, of course, their Jeep has uh, sensors in every single direction. Well, they're not driving blind they are covering the yeah well like i'm yeah that wouldn't work in real life but they're no they're using the gps that wouldn't work in real life if nobody else is on the road theoretically that would work but if like the world has gone to shit and people are just killing themselves in the middle of the street left and right they're not because everybody's already dead you no, so, yeah, they're but, driving, but they, it's just but they all dead did. bodies. But they did. Dead bodies and cars. Like, yeah. remember in the scene So they were where, crashing into stuff. Yeah, so there would be cars in the in the road. Yeah, no, there were. And they were hitting them. But that, I guess. It's just it like, is like, it, it's it very convenient took, it that there was It probably took them like sensors. two hours to get to the grocery store. Like a block away. But, yeah. Yeah, but, okay. Yeah, I, I think Maybe. that they handled that pretty, pretty well. Um, I did like the fact at the beginning of the movie when, like, this outbreak was happening and like literally tens of thousands of people were killing themselves in mass suicides. It looks like it's somewhere it's else. It's Russia, yeah. whatever. Who cares? That was kind of funny to me. It was like, all right. It was like, it's Russia. Let's, let's go get, let's go get a bite to eat. This is the craziest part of the movie. When uh, they finally find salvation after uh swimming class five rapids, yeah. uh, she, the kids finally get to go outside for the first time. And I'm saying this assuming you guys have seen it. So uh, the kids can finally go outside for the first time and walk around outside with their eyes open. On the same day that like five and six-year-old kids or whatever those kids are. They're probably like four to around six. Around there, yeah. yeah. Um, on that very day, she also tells them that they have names. You have to, those are, that's way too many huge things in one day. Like, their brains would explode. Right, so you could. Be like, hey, that's what a tree you, is. You get to be a child and also a a real person. Yeah. Have fun. Is, that <laughs> Go is play. so much. But yeah, I, um, I checked Rotten Tomatoes. I didn't look at the audience score, which is usually what I prefer to look at over the actual Rotten Tomatoes score. I don't know why. But Rotten Tomatoes, it was like sixty six percent. So it's wow, not it's like way this is. Uh, it's not like it's uh, everyone saying it's the best thing in the world thing. It's just everyone saying it. I like it. that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, and I, I think that that's a that's a pretty good range. Like I would say maybe like sixty eight to seventy two range would be like a good place to put that. And if anyone deserves to get all of those viewings and all that money on something that might not necessarily even be good, Sandra it Bo? should be. Already established and rich people such as Sandra Bullock <laughs> yeah, and John true. Malkovich. That's true. Uh, yeah, I mean Sandra Bullock deserves this after the absolute piece of crap that was Ocean's Eight too. Nah, that wasn't a piece of crap. It wasn't a piece of crap, but it was a very strong disappointment. I liked it. Also, uh, I'm going to get on a little problematic note. Uh, it was just a hard movie to believe because Sandra Bullock is so pretty that like I was like something you're you're too pretty to have to be dealing with that chaos. Just like the world, just. You you should have the world at your fingertips. She her fate like she she looked too good to be going through all that pain. It made me not believe in God.
best.